Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal of Mayhem. I'm Go Ahead James, evidently. <laughs> I'm Goat Head Jody. <laughs> We're not going to have Goat Head Soup, though. No, no. Uh, that's where Baffle May draws the line. <laughs> Go ahead, cheese is okay, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> anyway, what's up? Go ahead, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> it's New Year's. We're damn close to it. Yeah, sure is. As far as you all know. <laughs> Well, that's uh, well, not when we're recording this, but you know, uh, we, we figured we could jump on this one. That's right. A couple days ahead start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy new year. Yay. Happy new year. Or as they say in Scotland, I don't know if they say happy, but I know it's hog many. Yeah. That. Yeah. That thing. Uh, happy hog many actually sounds right, but I, fuck if I know. Sounds like the beginning of a Halloween album. Have a happy Hogmanny, Hogmanny, Hogmanny. Well, you know that 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 uh, that used to be a New Year's celebration at, at Halloween. That's right. That that Halloween's a different New Year's for some cultures. <laughs> yeah. But but I guess we're doing December thirty first, New Year's Eve, right? Yeah. Yes. That that New oh. Year's. Yeah. We've never really done a New Year's episode. Yeah, because New Year's Eve, like the one that's right at the end of the year, is always Iron Maiden. Yeah. There probably still will be, so this must be like 10 days out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I can, let's uh, let's see. <laughs> calendar, calendar. Yeah. There we go. Whew. I, I, hit a, I hit the airplane mode button and I went away for a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, our our uh, this, this should be coming out what the twenty second. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, well, because the 29th is the last Friday of the year, so yeah, so yeah, twenty second. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so maybe we'll only have one or two evil Christmas episodes, <laughs> <laughs> or this could come out at some other time. I mean, you know, we don't have to put it out right on a Friday. That's true. Could be a little short one to put out on your mom. <laughs> Sorry. Clean that up. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go get the towel. <laughs> anyway, Tony, um, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am. Uh, if this is any indication of when we recorded this, I'm having a Bellhaven Brewery Scottish Ale. Wow. That will. Um, they're they're going to have to remember really well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why? I have finished my Jumpin' Joey IPA. Uh huh. But I knew we were recording a like New Year's Eve, so I thought I would have a little cocktail. Oh, I you know I I did consider that, but um, these uh, cans of Bellhaven are uh, fifteen ounces. Oh, that's a big can. Yeah, fourteen point nine. So yeah, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm not quite done with that. <laughs> Everybody likes a big can. <laughs> Especially Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the mixed drink I'm having, actually, it's a, it's a pre-made mixed drink. Uh-huh. Uh, Three Floyds, the, the brewery we've talked about. Yeah. They, they do a few pre-made mixed drinks, and I'm having their Negroni. Okay. It's, yeah, it's their own gin liqueur, nice. but then they have Negroni flavoring and 
and some stuff and you know and I, i've i've actually i've had it as we record this um so i know when i say i've had it since christmas uh-huh. everybody's thinking well, what do you mean like that's three days from now i christmas the previous year uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but i hadn't opened it i've been looking forward to it and i kept forgetting about it and i'm like oh i know what i'm gonna drink nice yeah and i don't have any damn idea how it's pronounced i'm gonna say bruda but it's spelled B-R-V, so I'm assuming like a Roman U, maybe. Okay, okay. And then it looks like two Ts, but also could be the symbol for pi. And then then it almost looks like an A, but it's also a delta. <laughs> so I'm not sure. It, okay, it sounds like it's written in Latin script and Greek script at the same time. <laughs> Might be. Might be. <laughs> Yeah, what, the, what the hell? <laughs> huh. That's that's not bad. It's it's not as good as a really well-made Negroni. Okay. But it is better than some of the not so good made Negronis I've had. Nice. Actually, I think all that would make it better is I, I didn't put it on ice. I probably should have. I'm drinking it straight. Uh-huh. I think uh on ice with a twist of orange peel would make it perfect. Cool. They go kick ass. And by the way, I am referencing an old episode because I know in my top five a couple years ago when I didn't have any albums, I gave my top five new drinks and the Negroni was one of them. Okay. Huh. Referencing an old episode. Yeah. Um, Bruta. Because on their website, they actually spell it B-R-U-T-T-A. Hey, got it right then. <laughs> well, I think I said Bruta, like more like a D sound instead of T, but yeah, yeah I should say Bruta. Neat. Well, thanks. Yeah, good to know. Not your normal Negroni. We combined our dude boat face London dry gin with our house made aperitivo and sweet vermouth to create this herbaceous plus boozy classic cocktail. Pairs well with an orange swath and a tarot reading. That sees a good time in your future. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember that. Yeah. I'll have to do this one again. I'll have to have this one again when we talk about Jimmy Page and Aleister Crowley. And <laughs> yeah. And that, that's from their website. So yeah, it's a lot better description than the back of their thing. <laughs> oh, and, and when they say boozy good time, it's 19.5%. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a boozy good time. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not like a straight uh, liquor, but yeah, for a for a mixed drink cocktail. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, I like it. Cool. And I bet this would go good with our topic of interest. Yes, I bet it would. Which is dun dun dun. No, that's not it. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like New Year's traditions or something. <laughs> right. But it's Cyanide and Happiness where they always get in the time machine and go back to other New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Time machine thing. <laughs> yeah, Cyanide, I forgot about Cyanide and Happiness. <laughs> yeah, New Year's Eve traditions. Or yeah, New mostly, mostly uh, yeah, New Year's Day, actually, is, is uh, I think, where this came, comes from. Particularly foods. Mm, now are we going to talk about any or just the ones we personally our families kind of do 
Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I I asked my family what foods would, would were you know things that you traditionally have done for New Year's Day and why. And I I asked my I think I asked my brother. I know I asked my sister. I asked my mom. I asked my dad, and I got really only one answer, and that was. Well, that's because it's what you did. <laughs> it's like, really? That, that seems right. <laughs> so uh, I I do want to kind of, I guess, talk about some of the other traditions, a, a few other traditions worldwide, if we can. I have one. Okay. Maybe, maybe two. To, yeah. That I can, I can kind of give, but. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of, since I've been living here in Alabama, I've kind of developed a couple. Oh, neat. But, um, okay, so so I guess uh, before we get onto the one that we actually got started thinking about this on, I I have this thing about I always want to go get Chinese food on New Year's Day because a lot of Chinese dishes have cabbage. Oh, nice. And cabbage is one of the foods that you're supposed to eat on New Year's Day because it's it's a green leafy vegetable and green leafy things are supposed to if you eat them they're supposed to bring prosperity for the year you know money cabbage <laughs> nice cool yeah i i don't always get to do that but yeah and that, and that's that's you know a lot of times that's the thinking on on it though is it, it doesn't necessarily have to be cabbage as long as it's something green and leafy so so you could have kale or spinach. Yeah, yeah. I, some cultures they do lentils because they, you know, lentils supposedly resemble coins, and it's a similar thing. I did read that there was uh, one Chinese tradition where there's a fish that's considered extremely lucky and is supposed to bring profits. So when they do their Lunar New Year meals. They always make sure that it's one of the dishes that they put out on the table, but you're not supposed to eat it because if you eat it, then you're eating up the profits. Oh, we don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Noodles. I did read that doesn't necessarily matter what kind of noodle, just as long as it's long noodles and you don't break them because long noodles are supposed to give uh, long life. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I know here, in especially here in the South, I think collard greens are a thing because, again, green, leafy, you know, money. Black-eyed peas, uh, again, I think because it's supposed to represent coin. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, so you're supposed to eat, like, uh, <laughs> I know um, Rebecca's mom, she was on her this past New Year's about, you know, make sure you eat seven black eyed peas and i don't know what the significance was of seven but you know, i've got a similar thing that kate has done um my daughter but i'll get to that when yeah i well and, and see there's a there's a thing from spain i don't remember what the food was but there was a thing for, it was grapes i think that and, is what i have okay well then i'll let you talk about that one because i i do remember that one but the, the number seven in that case was specific so oh, see they did uh 12 or 12 yes okay yeah that's what it was for the grapes yeah it was 12 12 and you're supposed to do it within the first minute of the new year yeah 
and this is the first year she's done it her her husband um has that background okay okay a uh, very nice young man cool and yeah so the, the this are they just it's her first new year's eve together as a married couple and and they did the whole grape thing and she said she had to do 12 within the first minute of the new year and she goes and my dumbass bought the biggest grapes I could find and almost choked on the last two. <laughs> and then she goes, Christian and I were dying laughing and had to turn around and walk away while trying to down these grapes. <laughs> so her and grapes are like you and pretzels? I thought. <laughs> yeah, they're okay in, in small quantities. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a fucking grape I choked on at your house was not a big pretzel. That grape was not a big. You're right. That, that grape, grape was, was not, not a, a big. That pretzel. grape was not a big pretzel. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> and that pretzel was not a grape either. Uh, <laughs> pretzel ape. Oh wait, sorry. Um. Well, I do. You, do you want to go ahead and uh, talk about that then? About what the significance is of the. <laughs> go ahead. They don't know. Christians just always done it, and Kate did it with him. They actually. I asked her, and she goes, well, you we don't know. <laughs> we just always did it. <laughs> okay. So it's it's supposed to be lucky to eat a grape on New Year's Day. And you eat 12 of them, so you have luck for each month of the year. No, the, that part actually makes sense. Because she did say when she choked on those last two, if uh, November, December sucked, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what she meant by that, because she didn't actually tell me about the luck part. But now it makes sense. Yeah. Did we say that's that that comes from Spain? Uh, Christian's family is Hispanic from Mexico. Okay. Yeah. So that's I, a, would... I I I think it is something that they do in Mexico. But I what I read was that originated in Spain. Well, that would make sense. Okay. England's not the only colonizers out there. Uh, no, 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 no. Looking at you, Spain and Portugal and the Netherlands and. and... China, Japan. I mean, we're yeah. not alone. It's not just no, no. <laughs> France, <laughs> Germany, <laughs> Norway, Norway, Iceland. <laughs> no way, Norway. <laughs> I, I think Iceland and Greenland both aren't they? Anyway, um, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean those were those were some of the ones, but you and I have one that our our families have done. Can I give my my one? Yeah. So in Scotland, this is one I actually wrote about. That's why it's easy to find because I wasn't sure what we we're going to do, but I knew I had this one. Okay. On New Year's, starting at the beginning with the New Year on January first. Haha. Just kidding. Starting the night before and rolling over past midnight to the actual New Year. Uh huh. The Scots on the Isle of Orkney would make the rounds toasting their neighbor's health with this poem i'm gonna do it with my best thick irish brogy highlander accent that i can good luck go the three pine cooker ale the motmon be about the meal we hope your ale is stout and stout for men to drink the old year out okay <laughs> and i mean Oh, you have, you have Twelfth Night, which is actually January 6th, but a lot of people do these, the 12 days of Christmas through that, and they just have a lot of cakes and spice cakes and ales and stuff, but that's, we yeah. kind, of, kind of talked about that, so that's it, that's all. Okay, cool. Um, well, you you and I kind of grew up with one. I want to say it's regional, 
but when I looked it up, it, it funny enough, it mentioned Clinton, Indiana, which we've we've talked about. Uh, we've done what at least what one episode on Clinton, two. Uh, I know one about um, uh, revenueers and bootleggers in Clinton. Yeah, and but we've talked about it a handful of times. Right. So, um, and, and I, I know we mentioned that Clinton has a. Well, I won't. I won't say that they have a large Italian population now because I would not consider those people Italian anymore. <laughs> considering that they've lived there for generations. Um, but they, they have a lot of descendants of Italians who live in Clinton. Yeah. So there are still a lot of Italian food traditions in that area. And oh, yeah, my Polish grandma got her, her meatball recipe that I use from her Italian neighbors. Yeah. See, so there's this dish and you and I grew up calling it, one thing and i've discovered that we we've been mispronouncing it Uh, everybody in that area mispronounces it (laughs) maybe maybe it's regional because i mean they were italian immigrants who came to work in the coal mines yeah that's that's true but they're not they're they're mispronouncing one of the italian words well that's what i'm saying maybe it's not mispronounced maybe it's an italian a difference in the region they're from well it's hard to imagine that 500 Italians in Clinton, Indiana, I'll mispronounce it. Well, anyway. I maybe the original immigrants didn't, but their descendants sure do. Right? Anyway, I'm not going to say the word because <laughs> I'm going to let you say the right way. And then I'm still going to argue that maybe our way is also. <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give both both ways. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So <laughs> I, I like it both ways. <laughs> Who are you, Rob? Now? Yes, I am. <laughs> So we we grew up with this thing that we always had heard called banya calda. It's it's uh B A Gen B A Gen Gen B A B It's like a it's like a great pretzel. <laughs> there you go. Uh B A G N A Banya. And the I guess we always thought it was spelled C A L D A for calda it's it's a pretty simple dish it's, it's not like a main meal or anything it's, it's i guess it's more like a snack food kind of thing it's something that you it's it's easy to make it's mostly um i the traditional recipe that i found is garlic anchovies and olive oil hmm. that makes sense my family always used anchovies garlic and butter as did mine you know, that's that's the way my mom made it. She taught it to my stepdad. My my dad makes it that way. I, from what I saw looking it up, it's not pronounced Calda. It's Cotta. It's well, see, just... I, I, actually, I don't know if I always pronounce it Calda, but it's like a Calda. And, and with our American accent, the Calda, even if I say Calda really slow, it comes out. But if I say Banya Calda, you hear the L sound because of our yeah, that, and that, that's I'm I'm guessing that's just you know language drift is is why it got pronounced the way it, it gets pronounced there now. Could be and and how is it pronounced? I the way I thought it was pronounced was kata, kata, kata. Huh. Yeah, you know, like Mister Kata. Oh oh oh! I, Up your I, nose I, with the rubber hose. <laughs> I knew you'd do that. 
Hey, Mr. Kata. Uh, I saw the other day, and I don't know why I can't. It's never on. Like you know, it could be on Nick at night or something, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, but I, it's you know I, I looked into it, and it's not like it's a traditional New Year's Day food anywhere except in places of the Midwest. And the Wikipedia article specifically mentions Clinton, among other towns and cities where they had large groups of Italian immigrants. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, why did it become a new year's day food? You know? So I I was, I asked my mom, I said, well, why, you know, why do you know why it's a tradition to do it on new year's? And she's like, no, we just always did it. You know, everybody in Clinton did it that way. And I asked my dad and he said the same thing. You know, he, 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 I said, well, where'd you pick it up from? He says, well, you people I knew in Clinton. I was like, cause dad didn't grow up in Clinton, but you know, Montezuma is not that far from Clinton. So I actually asked my mom in preparation for this and he just did it. I mean, of course yeah. my family are Polish and Welsh on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not Italian. They just picked it up from their neighbors. Right. But they just, yeah. No idea. Yeah. Just do yeah. it on Year's Eve. Well, I, I have a hypothesis. Ooh, ooh. Well, we're actually going to talk about the recipe a little bit too and the flavors, right? Because I needs to do that. But yes, yeah. But I'd like to hear your hypothesis first, my good gentleman. Well, as I said, this is it's an easy dish to make and probably cheap. I mean, you've got three ingredients, anchovies. I don't I don't buy them myself, but I don't imagine they're that expensive. Uh, they're not really cheap now, but I bet back in the day they were considered poor person's food. Right. Kind of so, like crab legs used to, or a lobster tail, I'm sorry, lobster tail 200 years ago was cheap because they thought it was poor person's food. And then it became fancy and now it's all, you can see how much it cost. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is something that would be cheap, easy to make, you know, it, you can leave it cooking all day so it can stay warm. On New Year's Day, when it's really fucking cold. (laughs) Right, it makes your house smell good. Yes, if you like the smell of garlic and anchovies. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that smell is not that bad. (laughs) Uh, I have a friend from West Virginia when I lived out there who would disagree because we would go to, we had a New Year's tradition, like three families of us Uh were friends and our kids, similar age, we go to a hotel on New Year's Eve, so the kids could swim and we could just drink and not have to drive. Yeah. And I would make Banya Calda, but one of the families had a big room and they wanted to have everything in there, but ooh, Dana got pissed because the Banya Calda stank up their room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want the room with all the food. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh huh. Uh huh. But, you know, if you, I mean, New Year's is it's it's at holiday time. It's around Christmas. It's you know it's, to me that's why you say Happy Holidays, is because you got Christmas, you got New Year's, you know you got all this stuff together. Yeah, on Christmas so, Day, I'm happy with Merry Christmas. Yeah, I am too. I don't give a shit anyway, but I, I don't either. But um, but but no, I mean you. This is the time of year when you have a lot of friends and especially family come over, and this is something that you can have you know make it 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 cooks all day if you need to add more to it you can add more to it people can just you know go by and snack on it as they please so you can feed a lot of people with this simple dish 
And I think that's why it probably started to become, and, and especially in a cold weather, this is something that will stay warm as, because you're cooking it all day. So this is probably, my hypothesis is this is why it became a New Year's tradition in that area. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my family would. Well, so, yeah, pretty much New Year's Eve. But they also made a lot of things that were more dip-like, appetizer-like, because yeah. we would play games. We would do you know, charades or or something. But then, you know, you just have this in the kitchen. You have the counter, and you'd walk through, and you'd dip out the bunya colder into a bowl, which, which I was told it means hot dip, and I've seen that. But I've also seen hot soup and hot gravy and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, and then the melted cheese, we just have like a melted cheese thing too. And, you know, mm-hmm. you have some banya calda, you'd have melted cheese, and then we would dip um, pretty much like uh, toasted English muffins into the the, the banya calda mm-hmm. or or uh, toasted bread. Yeah. And then the cheese would go well with the English muffins or bread and tortilla chips and mushrooms. We would dip mushrooms into the cheese like a fondue, but oh, cool. kind of almost a, and I think we brought this up. Fondue parties were a thing back in the seventies. Yes, which which you know for my family would have been seventies and continued into the eighties. Not so much as a fondue party, but mm-hmm. years it was a fondue type of spread. Yeah, it's like you know, like I said, it's it's especially fondue, banya calda. You, it's something that you you keep warm. It's simple. You know, like it, you said, you can have bread or crackers out. We always had a cheese ball, so we always had different crackers and stuff. I mean, I I always I still associate uh, the sociables and chicken and a biscuit crackers with oh, New Year's. Sociables and chicken and the but we'd had sociables and oh yeah yeah, but we had cheese balls too. We had cheese balls and bunty calda and cheese fondue and I, I our pipes the next day probably didn't like us very much, but. Yeah, I don't think we did fondue, but I I know we did all that other stuff. Nice. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I I've really got on it. I've I, I've got a couple things. Okay. Question for you first before I two questions. Okay. Uh-huh, I, might, I might have I, I might have three answers. <laughs> Let's see how serious they are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The first is you don't like anchovies right who you make fun of my anchovy pizza like you're like oh, I, I, was really I i do i do make fun of your anchovy pizza <laughs> but do you, but do you like banya calda i i do and i think that's largely because of the garlic and the butter because you know like i said traditionally in italy it would be made with olive oil but in the u.s and and i'm gonna guess again regionally when those immigrants came over, they probably didn't have access to olive oil anymore. <laughs> but the which, Midwest has a lot of cows. <laughs> exactly. So they had a lot of butter. So you substitute what you can. Um, so that's probably like, where uh, that variation came up. Um, yeah. I, okay. So this past New Year's, I knew my stepdad at least had made Banyam because my mom, he kind of took it over. My mom doesn't really make it anymore, but he, he does. So I, I knew he had made it. So I, I made Rebecca go with me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make her go, um, but I, yeah, I, I made a point of going to my mom and stepdad's uh, so that I could, I, and I didn't have much, you know, I just had a little small plate of 
some crackers with some banya on them. But she'd never tried it, obviously. And she so she tried a little bite, but she's not, you know, real big on anchovies either. So um, she thought it was interesting, but not something she'll probably have in the future. Hmm. Which is, you know, that's okay. But no, I I actually don't mind banya, and I'm guessing it's because of the garlic and the butter. I I might be willing to try anchovies on pizza again at some point in the future, depending on what some of the other toppings are. But the, no. the only the only time I tried it, I was like 11 or 12 years old, and I took one bite and went, nope. Oh, I didn't even like banya colda much. It took me a while until my teens before I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's very savory potent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, you're talking about uh, Rebecca not, not liking it or like, well, no, that's that's an overstatement, but maybe not wanting it again. Right. Uh, so when I, I mentioned I made it in West Virginia, the several years I was out there, but one of the families that we hung out with is actually a cousin on my mom's side. Oh, okay. So he grew up with it. And when he knew I had the recipe, he said, oh, oh yeah, make that, bring it. So, you know, that's why I would take it. Yeah. Because Mike, Mike liked it. Now, the, the other family were from Canada. And okay. I think Dana had the same sort of, no, no, Dana, Dana, Dana didn't care for it at all. But Vic, Vic actually ended up liking it. So it is, it's kind of weird. You know, you don't grow up with it. You're not sure, but. Yeah. Uh, but an important question for you is how do you feel about the people who put tuna in it? Uh, that would change the flavor drastically, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, I've had it once that way. I don't... It does. And I the texture. Yeah, yeah, because that's a totally different texture. I mean, it uh, still has anchovies, but they just add... Tuna. Oh, they so they just, they just add tuna. Okay. Adding tuna might not be that bad. But if you're, I mean, substituting tuna, I don't know how that would work. But adding it, maybe maybe not that bad. I don't, I don't know. Why would you do that, though? I mean, would, I, would you would you do that to cut down on the anchovy flavor? Or just because you want to maybe make it go farther? You know, nobody's ever said. I don't know if it's to cut down the anchovy, make it go further, uh, make it a little thicker, maybe? Maybe. You know, because it adds... I don't know. I personally think it's a boulderization of it and should not be allowed by edict of strangulation. But <laughs> I, I also understand that that's exactly how Southern Baptists feel about almost everything in the world. So I need to take a step back and let people live their lives. Yeah, yeah, just just a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't like it. But you know, eh, go for it. What the hell? I it just. Yeah, I wouldn't call it banya. It doesn't seem to be a you know a direct historical recipe, but you know that's again uh, you well, said the little I, drift in there. So yeah, but I mean that's like uh, that's like making something and you, and you call it shepherd's pie, but you use beef instead of lamb. <laughs> that's cottage pie, assholes. That's cottage pie. Exactly. I will die on that hill. By the way. <laughs> Oh, every time somebody, yeah, um, I'm not actually allowed to bring that up anymore when I see it on a menu with either my wife or my daughter. <laughs> oh, which, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. You know how you said that it may be like, you know, they change things, either the pronunciation or some of the recipe because they came to America. Uh huh. 
corned beef and cabbage on St. Patrick's Day is American. Yes, it's maybe not Irish, Irish American, but it's not Irish. Right. The New York Irish who happen to be close to awesome Jewish delis with corned beef. Yes. I I actually had some corned beef and cabbage on New Year's or not New Year's on uh, St. Patrick's Day this past year. I, I did not. This is the first time in a while I didn't make any. I just wasn't feeling it. I actually I did. I had some shepherd's pie too. Ooh, nice. Oh, oh, yeah. Would yeah. Uh, Dragon's Forge Cafe. It's at Low Mill. I, I think I've mentioned them once or twice in some of the episodes. Right next to Ravenswood Meadery. Dragon's Forge always does something for St. Patrick's, and they did uh, shepherd's pie this year. Was it shepherd's pie or cottage? it was? It was shepherd's pie, and it was damn good. Probably, quite possibly, the best shepherd's pie I've ever had. Wow! Damn. Yeah, it you was had lots of shepherd's pies. It was really good. I took one bite and I'm like, oh, they need to add this to their menu permanently. <laughs> <laughs> I will be here every week. <laughs> and you're going to was... be like Sheldon. No, this is Tuesday. This is shepherd's pie day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Wednesdays has traditionally been my barbecue day, but <laughs> I, I could move things around. And <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, actually, I have recently, but yeah, it's <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really, other than that, for New Year's things, I don't, I don't know, I don't really have much. I don't have specific, really, anything. I don't either. I mean, I, you know, I, as a kid, I didn't eat the banya, and the other stuff was just kind of, you know, it, it was, it was the same kind of stuff that we'd have on christmas when we'd have family over because it was something quick you could put out you know it wasn't like you know cooking a big meal for everybody that was thanksgiving yeah (laughs) you know um yeah so i i didn't really know that there were these food traditions throughout the world as i was growing up as a kid because we didn't really you know nobody said well you have to eat this so you'll get good luck and not in my family they didn't and America took away a lot of those pagany things, you know, like in Ireland or Scotland. Yeah. You know, having the first person through the door is good luck. And somebody, you know, it's that get you burned in America. Yeah. Which, which is funny because, you know, I moved down here to the South, which is, you know, a, a lot more religious than where I grew up. And uh, the Bible belt command, save my soul. Yeah. Thank you, John Mellencamp. Uh <laughs> John Millen can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that was, as opposed to being John Mellon camp. Yes. That was John Mellon can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, we are big Mellon camp fans. Um, I, you know, it, the, the thing about the black eyed peas is a Southern thing. That's true. Oh yeah. And yeah. I love John Mellon camp. I sing. I can't sing just yeah. for clarity. Cause that's what I know you're saying that too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, black eyed peas are a. Although you know, I would eat Fergie. Just <clears throat> <sighs> trying to avoid jokes about the band. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, if I get the chance, I do try to eat black eyed peas, and like I said, I'll go over to my mom's and, and have. Banya. I, I may start making it myself. <laughs> Rebecca's gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> it smells so good. But I'm I actually 
don't make it much anymore New Year's Eve, but I have to wait till Jackie's gone because she cannot stand the smell of it. <laughs> That's going to be my situation, yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a New Year's Eve funny story. Okay. So this would have been when I was like super young. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to say eight, six, six years old, eight years old. Okay. I just know everybody came over to my house for New Year's Eve, my family's house, mom and dad's, mm-hmm. with uh, you know my uncles, aunts, cousins, and everybody. And uh, my my younger cousins, Jenny and Angie, sisters, but my cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I had to go to bed kind of earlier than everybody else because, you know, the next step up of, of – cousiny siblingy things were my brothers who were who got to stay up Ooh, um, for all i know they're swinging in at night <laughs> anyway, uh, but when i was younger for some reason i had it in my head that the new day started at one o'clock because starting at 12 midnight because you know i didn't think of midnight i just knew it was 12 o'clock made no sense mm-hmm. it's 12 yeah. one because i don't think of minutes <laughs> exactly yeah but we're in uh, like they send us into a room. So we're all trying to, you know, laying in bed, trying to, they want us to sleep. And then I convinced us all three of us to stay up until new year's day. So we could yell happy new year. We were up at midnight. We got the, like, we must've missed it. Then like an hour later, one, we all go happy new year. <laughs> Every, all the adults were being so loud. They didn't hear us. So nobody made fun of us. That's funny though. <laughs> I have to ask if they remember that. <laughs> they're they're younger than me, and I barely remember it. So I'm going to yeah. assume. No. That's funny. I you know that's that's weird though because I my parents always let me stay up. Yeah, well, we got to stay up till midnight. I just didn't realize that was New Year's. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we went to bed after that. I just made us stay up an extra hour for no reason. Huh. Yeah, now I don't try to stay up that late. <laughs> oh, hell no, I'm asleep by 9 or 10. <laughs> I was going to say, Rebecca and I were in bed by midnight. We, we were still awake at midnight, but yeah, it was, we were we were playing on our phones. Just, hey, it's midnight. Oh, happy New Year's. <laughs> you too, baby. <laughs> I'm going to turn on my phone and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's about what happened. <laughs> you want to ring in the New Year with a bang? No. No, thank God. Neither do I. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> An even longer night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I don't have anything else. So it's like, I, 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 uh, I, I do. I have one thing I just remembered about food. Um, pork. You're supposed to eat some type of pork on New Year's Day. Huh, what is that? Um, it's, it's, you're supposed to eat some type of pork and not chicken on new year's day because when pigs root for food, they stick their snout in the ground and push forward. Is that so uh, you want to English? Do you you know? I pan European, I think Germany, but I think in, in the British Isles as well. The- and and I think there were some other places around the world, um, it, but it's I think it was largely a German thing because because you want to move forward, you don't want to go backwards. And when chickens go around looking for food, they kick backwards hmm. to try and dart to, 
try and dig stuff up. So you're supposed to have pork on New Year's Day and not chicken. Well, that's neat. Yeah. I mean, I like pork anyway, so that works out well for me. Yes. Yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> it's gonna See? pork her, Dad. It's gonna pork her. <laughs> He's not gonna pork her, Rusty. It's gonna pork her, Dad. All right. <laughs> you might pork her. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Me too. I'm going to have to make Bunya Colba soon, asshole. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, New Year's is coming up, so. Sure is. Yeah. I will say you have to be careful. It is very easy to overcook it, and then it's bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And you want to make sure it's nice and fresh. I've been told you can freeze it, and I've tried it. When I heat it up, it always gets like, oh, it's nasty. Um, so oh yeah i don't yeah i wouldn't want to try that no yep just take your time cook it nice and slow oh yeah oh yeah my dad always used like a electric skillet yeah yeah i've done that i've used i've actually had better luck with electric skillets than i do with a stove top yeah because with electric skillet you can kind of turn the heat down and just let it kind of sit there and just let it so yeah yeah damn it Uh, (laughs) damn it (laughs) <laughs> now my stepdad actually makes it on the stovetop in a skillet and it, it turns out pretty good so i have done it on the stovetop and it worked out well but i the few times i have overcooked it it's been on the stovetop not in the electric skillet yeah that makes sense i don't recommend the microwave though i do only because i want somebody to tell me what happens <laughs> I was just going to say it's probably not going to cook very well. I don't know what would happen. Well, I'm going to assume everything's going to pop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then you got to clean your microwave, and that's that. Nobody wants to do that, even on a good day. No. And can you imagine the anchovy smell from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Should we, should we get out of here? <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you have a good New Year's, and New Year's resolution should be to rate us, write us, write us. <laughs> sure, Ra- rate us, write us, review us, write us. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you said write twice. No, the second one had a D. <laughs> that's that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say until next year, but we have one or two more episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so until next time, I'm Bonya James. I'm Cotta Jody. <laughs> and we'll anchovy at you later. <laughs> Why? The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I should have said, really at... <laughs> said butter. What? I should have said butter. I needed to see which Bunya caught a mint hot and the other mint gravy or dip. I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> Bunya, Italian meaning wet. <laughs> so I'm going to guess cotta is hot. And the other one is kind of a cotta, Italian English. Ha! Huh. Wait. Bun- no? Yeah, Bunya is bad. Yep. Okay. So I'm. I am wet James and you're hot Jody. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. 
So I don't know where I, this is from Tina's table. Uh-huh. Kata is the dialect word for hot versus calda with the L in standard Italian. So maybe oh. both are right. Well, it, okay, because it comes from the Piedmont region, which we forgot to mention. Not the Piedmont Blues. No. Yeah. Piedmontese is the, the one you said. Mm-hmm. The standard Italian is called us. So maybe hmm, neat. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Wikipedia. It is also a popular winter dish in central Argentina and prevalent in Clinton, Indiana, Rock Springs, Wyoming. And what the hell? This place in Illinois? Bindled? B-E-N-L-D. Illinois. No, yeah, bindled, bindled, bind, bindled, bindled. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I actually know somebody who lives very close to that area, or grew up in that area, but she lives here now. I'll have to ask her if she knows what it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Would you like to start? Would you like me to? Go ahead. Go ahead? Yes, I called you Goathead. 